My support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard, and today we are going to be talking about time manipulation. And I, I was going to be all slick and try to talk in slow motion, but I figured, eh, you know what it is by now. Uh, joining me today is Neil Sitejovich. Uh Neil, welcome to the lounge today. Thanks, John. It's good to be here. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. You get you just uh, you got back from your uh, comic convention, and uh, that was some really great coverage you had of that. Some really, really funky pictures. So how, how was it being a being a live reporter? We're we're trying to do more of that at Gin these days. It was actually fantastic. I loved it, and I wouldn't mind doing it again. It actually, made me feel I don't know, maybe feel like I was actually actively participating in Gin. <laughs> well, of course. Well, we're glad we're glad you were there. It was it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, I'm sure that convention uh, was was happy to have uh, the the press coverage certainly. So because it seemed like a seemed like a smaller show that they were really trying to grow it, and you know I, I wish them the best. That looked like they were putting on a really good really good effort. Um, so, but today we're going to be talking about uh, games specifically, just games, not game tie-ins or anything. And this show was really your idea. Um, you noticed a pattern uh, that I sort of had sort of seen in the back of my head, but I didn't really recognize it as a pattern, and that is the uh, the ability to manipulate time in uh, both shooters and in uh, role-playing games mostly, right? Yes. Uh, lately, as I was playing games like Final Fantasy XIII II, Blades of Time, Fear, I started noticing just the element, the time floating around inside the storyline or as a mechanic. Yeah, I mean, and then when you mentioned it to me at first, I was like, at first I was like, what the heck are you talking about, you know? But then I started think, I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? That is that is kind of an element that wasn't really in games before, and now is sort of sort of cropping up all the time. And so I was looking back at some of my old reviews and some of the games that had it, uh, and one of them, of course. We, we can talk about Max Payne 3, or, or the Max Payne in general, because Max Payne sort of invented this bullet time mechanic where you, you slow down time to get a better shot at things. Uh, and then um, I was also looking at this other game I reviewed called iBomber Defense, which was sort of a little iPhone game that made it over to the PC. And it's actually a really good game. And one of the things is if you really screw up and you let the, you let the guys get into your base you know cuz you didn't put a turret where you should have or whatever you can say okay I re- want to rewind time and throw that in and then the last one that I was that I was thinking of um and this is me just because I'm behind everybody else I'm still playing Skyrim and I just got the power where you can slow down time with your shout and I'm like oh my gosh Neil's right it's even in Skyrim it happens once in a while <laughs> yeah I was actually I was actually surprised I was actually surprised to see it now but the um the games that you're talking about, like how does how does it work in uh, like Final Fantasy Thirteen Two? How how did that work? Because that's like a is is Thirteen Two? Because I haven't played Thirteen Two. I, I played Thirteen, um, but it was kind of like a um, that that was you know the combat was sort of turn based. So how do they end up putting a time mechanic into into Thirteen Two? With Final Fantasy, that was the only kind of oddball on the list because the time wasn't really a mechanic as much as it was big in the story. I mean, the best way I can describe Final Fantasy XIII was butterfly effect on steroids. 
Okay. So you jump from time period to time period to time period to alternate time period of the one you were just at five seconds ago, and... <laughs> oh, gosh, I can just hear Todd groaning in that description. <laughs> uh, don't, don't worry, I'll um, post all kinds of posters in his office later. Okay, yeah, no, no problem. Um, so, so, so... The more, but the more mechanic that you're talking about is more like, um, like uh, fear or, or or Max Payne or something like that. So so in in the fear, how did how did the how did the time mechanic work in in fear? In fear, you had what was called reflex. As you in fear three, it was more level based. As you leveled up, you got more reflex. What you do is oftentimes, uh, whenever you face some of the paranormal enemies or the enemies that are pack a special kind of punch, oftentimes it was good. You could click. For me on Xbox, the left uh, left button, left bumper, and it would slow down time for a certain amount of seconds, allowing you to acquire your targets, pick off who you need to, or to or get your grenade slow them down so your grenade is a lot better aimed than just trying to aim and predict where they're going in a split, split second. Right. So that's sort of that's sort of more like sort of like the Max Payne thing, where it's basically. Let's put a whole bunch of enemies out that are are going to be really really hard to to fight, you know, in real time, and be able to slow down the action so that you can be like headshot, headshot, headshot. I mean, in a sense, I guess even kind of Red Dead Redemption did that in a mm-hmm. sense. I mean, there were there was you could slow stuff down and to get better shots, and and that power went up. Um, and then I, but I mean, I guess there are certain games that that is kind of the mechanic of it. That's sort of like the hook of the game, right? Blades of Time was definitely one. That game was just fun to tinker with it, because what you do is once you got this power, you could hold down the button and rewind time up to, I think, one or two minutes. And after what, after you did that, there was a copy of your character doing exactly what you did that time. So often what they do is they throw a heavily armored enemy at you, so you'd sit there with okay. a machine gun, unload your entire magazine, reload, rewind it about 20 seconds ago, take one step to the right, aim and shoot, and there'd be two of you shooting with machine guns. Oh, and that's how you would take down guys, because you, you basically brought in yourself as reinforcement. Right, the most copies I made of myself at one time was I made eight different copies of myself swinging a sword. <laughs> was there any limit to how many you could make? <laughs> after, after about six, it, it got pretty unmanageable. Right, right. Okay. Wow. I mean, that that's great. And I've never heard about uh, a way to do it that way. That is that's pretty clever. And often their boss battles instituted it as well. There was one boss battle. It took me two days to beat, and I nearly broke three controllers in the process. But I kept trying to do it the conventional way, which was you know just try to copy myself and beat it till it died. But it had a regeneration pack on it. So what you do is you mm-hmm. beat it to the ground. You jump on there and start trying to curb stomp its head, it'd throw you off and regain its life. So what I did was it kind of, there's this big dawn of light that just kind of like shined on me and an epiphany happened where as I was, I rewound time until I was curb stomping its head again, ran up its back and mm-hmm. chopped the regeneration pack of it uh, right off the back of it. Oh, so you couldn't regenerate right. anymore. Uh, and you did that with, you did that with your, your second time right. guy. Because uh, the, the time guy was curb stomping its head because that's what I was doing five seconds ago. So I just ran right up the back and just cut the thing right off. 
Oh, okay. You know, I wonder if it would be in, you know, here's, here's what would be interesting, I think. Cause every one of these games is you, is you being able to manipulate time. I wonder how it would work if they let the enemies do that. If they like gave the enemies some sort of a time power. I guess it would just be more frustrating than anything. <laughs> I'm sure there'd be a, uh, a spike and broken TVs and broken equipment. <laughs> Yeah, you're shooting the guy, and it's like, oh, no, he just, I killed him, but he rewound time, and now I have to kill him again. <laughs> that would be, that would be bad. Um, but what, what do you think is, what do you think is driving the, um, what do you think is driving this pop? Because, I mean, we just named, like, you know, half a dozen games, just off the top of our heads, kind of, um, that did it. I mean, everything from Skyrim to, like, some little iPhone game to, like, you know, Fear and, and Blades of Time and stuff. I mean, why do you think that, why do you think that this is happening now i mean i mean you know the fact that skyrim which skyrim i guess you know i would say in skyrim it's extremely minor because it's like one little shout and some people won't even get it you know when i finally got the time shout i was like oh my gosh i can manipulate time how cool is that but you know it was pretty late in the game by the time i found it so i could definitely see somebody not getting it you know at all and then and then not being able to get all three of the shouts you need to actually get the superpower, you know, of it. So it was kind of minor, but it's neat that it was in there. I mean, what what do you think is cool about time? Do you think that developers have just so somehow they've just now found out, they've just discovered it or do you think it's like, you know, could the processing power not really handle it beforehand or what what do you think's driving this sudden popularity in the time manipulation mechanic? Well, at least in the term of shooters with games like Fear, Max Payne, you have highly intelligent, highly advanced, high-speed high AI. A lot of times, mm. even I'm a veteran when it comes to shooting games, I, I can't keep up with the enemies sometimes. I mean, sometimes they're just mm. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and you just kind of got to slow down and just try to get your mind to think and let your brain kind of keep up with what's going on. I think that's one of the big factors that's driving it is the fact that there's so much going on now that they have to give, put that in there to give the human mind the time to slow down, acquire their targets, and even the playing field a little bit. Huh, that's a, that's an interesting thing. So it's 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 not it's not so much the uh, it's not so much the 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 time that's driving it. The time is almost a counter to the to the really difficult AI. You're probably right because. I know I play um, most games. I try to play on, you know, normal whatever the setting is for normal or, or average difficulty. You know, whatever they say, this is you know how you should play the game. But um, I I almost never ever kick it up to like hard or or, in, or whatever the higher levels are. Like I know a lot, know a lot of people enjoy that, um, but I almost never drop it down to casual mm-hmm. either. Um, but but some games, you know, like like Max Payne, you know, it was like. It got so ridiculously hard towards the end and certain levels that, you know, I had no problem dropping it to casual. And even then, I'm dying like eight times, you know, in the same, in the same area. So, yeah, I guess, and without bullet time, I would say it would almost be impossible to get through certain levels. There was one where, uh, there was one where you were in the Panama Canal and you had to run along this this uh, side of this boat and all these there were like there was like a freaking army brigade like shooting at you like from the from the other side of the canal and there was really like no cover or anything and it was just it was extremely frustrating you know they they just they seemed to have unlimited everything and uh, even with 
setting it down, you know, lowering the difficulty and using bullet time, like I say, I, I must have spent, I would say, at least a good hour just, just playing and replaying that one area and trying to get through it, you know, and it, it was, it wasn't exactly a lot of fun, but without the bullet time, it would have been impossible. And tier three near the end, I started relying on reflex heavy because all the enemies would teleport in and out and go through different walls. So oftentimes what I'd do is I'd have to slow down time just so I could get stopped, aimed, and threw my grenade and get the grenade dead on target instead of an approximate hit. Because the, these enemies, they will pop out of the wall and they deal massive amounts of damage, have massive amounts of weapons, and they do not want to die without a fight, I will tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. You, you're probably a better shooter than me. I, I, at one time a day... At one time of day, now we're going to listen to an old grandpa story, but at one time of day, back in the day when Half-Life, not Half-Life 2, but the original Half-Life was, uh, or it might have been, I might have been done some with Half-Life 2, but, uh, but, um, when that was, like, the popular shooter at the time, I was actually on a team, and we were actually really good, and, you know, with multiplayer and stuff, and, and I had no problem going through the single player game on an advanced difficulty level and getting things done. Um, I realize that I suck at shooters now when Quake, uh, I think it must have been Quake 3 came out and went to a LAN party. And, you know, I'm like, I'm like this badass Half-Life player, you know, and I'm like, I was like, our team, we were ranked. We were, we were some of the best in the world at that, at that particular game. And, uh, there was a little, uh, I call him a little kid. He was maybe like 14 or something like that, right? He was he was on the land, and you know I would put I would point the chain gun at him, and he knew how to flip and jump and roll and everything. And it's like, okay, I just expended like a thousand rounds, and I don't think I even injured the guy, you know, because he's all jumping around and and everything, and then he would just kill you. And I was like, okay, you know what? I guess I'm. Don't, I don't know, my reflexes aren't good enough or whatever anymore or something like that, but I realized that I wasn't that great at, at being a shooter. And I assume that people playing single-player games with this level of enemies prob- probably feel that way. Right. It's, I mean, and besides, in your defense, it is Quake. I mean, I played Quake 4, and I, I couldn't even handle it just for the fact that I, I, I'm a... One of my biggest pet peeves of shooting games is walking up to something point-blank, shooting it in the face with a shotgun, and it's still looking at me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, we, I had a good time at that particular land party. I had a good time when we played like the Rainbow Six games because it was like you know real squad mechanics, you know, and it was like you know you had to you had to watch your buddy, and if you get hit, you know, if you're wearing heavy armor, you might survive like one hit, but like two hits is gonna kill you, you know, and certainly you're not gonna point an AK-47 to somebody who's 50 feet away from you and unload a whole clip and then be like, haha, you missed me because I was dancing around. You know, it's more realistic. Quake to me was, the, the Quake to me was more like a music yeah. video or something. I, you know, it was like, I didn't really, I didn't really like it, but, um, but I could see, but, but that was my first time really feeling frustrated at a shooter. But, but to go back to your point, I'm thinking that probably there's a lot of people that, you know, a game like Max Payne or Fear, there's a lot of people that would feel f- frustrated enough that they wouldn't enjoy the experience without having the crutch of being able to manipulate the time. Right, especially with some enemies teleporting in and out or moving at a high rate of speed. Some people's eyes and brain just can't really click in the high gear and see those high-motion targets as fast as some people. Me, I'm used, I'm used to my army training, which is if it moves... 
shoot it. <laughs> so some people have to look and say, wait a minute, is that an enemy? What am I looking at? What kind of weapon does it have? Can I get a shot? Me, I'm just used to aiming center mass, two shots in the chest, one in the head, keep going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, yeah, as long as they're not wearing your uniform, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so with that, I mean, you really do have that issue of, especially if, no offense to you, John, if older players are starting to play those fast-paced shooters, then the risk will be that issue where they kind of they're not going to be able to attach and get you attach the stuff and know all the buttons and get used to everything as fast as the people my age will. Be. No, no, I, I totally agree. I, I certainly don't take offense at that. I'm, 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 but I mean, in this particular age of Every bot, every game is trying to, because I mean, because margins are tight in the game industry right now. Every single game is trying to bring in as many players as possible. I mean, obviously that's that's how you survive. So if if you have a game that's just too ridiculously hard to play for people like me, who you know we we like shooters and everything, but we we certainly not the shooter experts that maybe we were at one time, or maybe somebody never was, and. You, you know, I, I'm not I'm not advocating taking a game like Max Payne and, and making it a casual thing, you know, like a, a turn it into um, a torchlight or something like that. But but still, it's nice to have that, that mechanic. But it sounds like with Fear 3, it was more of a game element than a crutch. I mean, could could if you were the best shooter in the world, right, could you play Fear 3 without using the reflex time? Absolutely. I, I didn't use it as much. I mean, at first I used it just because it was fun. But after a while, it just it, it it was just like okay, I'll use it only in case of emergencies. If it gets to the point where there, wow. if I walk into a room and there's a sniper shooting at me and there's a whole bunch of people shooting me from different buildings, I'm slowing down time. I'm picking up my sniper rifle. I'm popping out that door, placing one in his head, getting out of slow mo, hopping back behind the wall. Wow, so you were tr- you were actually playing without it. So wow, your theory that it's a crutch is 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 actually valid, I guess, in your case. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, I mean, it's again to each his own. Because I'm, I was a, a fear veteran. I played all of them, beat all of them, beat all of them twice. So I mean, I I knew the game inside now. I knew what the AI was going to do before the AI even knew what it was going to do. Uh, but you, but <laughs> when it comes to games like if I was to play Max Payne three right now, I would probably end up relying on bullet time because I'm not sure what they do. I'm not quite sure of the gameplay. I'm not sure of the controls, how finicky they are, how and I, and I mean, mm-hmm. that's maybe another thing it comes down to is, like some people I've noticed has found fierce controls kind of touchy. So if they're kind of touchy mm-hmm. and people can't get a, a firm aim, they might have to slow down time so they can get get those controls lined up to where they should be. Right. No, that make, that makes sense. Yeah. In, in Max Payne, I played Max Payne on the PC. Um, I and for me it was it was it made it easier to play. It was still challenging. Like I say, there were times where I was like. F this, I don't wanna I don't even wanna play this game, you know, and then I would I would stew for about a day and then I'd come back and okay, let's try again. But but on the PC, for me it was kinda natural because when you slow down when you do slow down the time and you're using the mouse and the keyboard, it was kinda like, you know, it was almost like click to kill, you know. I mean you just point the mouse at the guy's head and, and click the button and to, to take a shot. Um I would think that would be much harder for at least for me on the console, you know, cuz I'd have to manipulate the joystick and and move it. It's it's it seems like it would be one more step removed where if I was playing on a console, I would have to heavily rely on the bullet time even more though even more so than I did on the PC. Right. And I mean, I don't think I I don't think it's a bad element. I really don't. Although I do 
I do kind of worry about overuse just a little bit. Yeah, I mean it's different when a game has the element that, like you say, with the uh, with fear, if you don't, if it's not, if it's not required that you use it, then somebody like you could play fear and not use it, and and that's fine. It's a feature that's there if you want it. You can use it as a crutch, but you know, I guess what you're saying is it gets, it could get a little messy if there's no way to solve it without without relying on the time manipulation. Right, thing. which is what happened. There was one game in the fear series that suffered from that, which was Fear Two. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be honest. I think I killed two enemies out of the entire game without slow motion, and I was the first two enemies huh. in the game. The rest of them, it's like they <laughs> they move too quick. You can't get a lock on them. You can't even see them. You have to slow down. And just go. Oh, wait a minute. That's what's shooting me. <laughs> uh, interesting. Interesting. So uh, I guess you know, based on what we're saying here, I think I think. W- there's no reason to think we're not going to see more of this in games as games get more advanced. So maybe it is some sort of a – maybe in some sense it is a little bit of a processor element in that the AIs now can think for themselves a little bit better. You can put more of them on the screen without dropping your frame rate down to like five frames per second. You know, um, So it does get harder, and, and the, the time manipulation is, is going to be our weapon uh, weapon of choice in the future to sort of counter that. Right, and also, I mean, it's also good to see different variants of it, like you see with Blades of Time, which is, it's not just slowing down time, it's actually rewinding time and making a copy of yourself. That sounds really innovative. I may have to try, I've I've heard you uh, mention that game quite a few times, I know you gave a good review, I may have to, I may have to try that one out myself, that sounds neat. Yeah, it was actually, uh, I didn't even see much on the game, I knew it was under the radar, so I decided to take a chance on it, and this time it came out good. Last time, oh, yeah, not yeah. so much. Yeah, almost. Uh, I mean, almost all the time elements in the games are uh, the either either the you know slow down time so you can shoot better, or oops, I made a mistake. Uh, you know, for the Prince of Persia model where I made a mistake, I'm going to rewind it, and instead of grabbing onto this banner, I'm going to jump over to this ledge instead. You know, that type of thing. Right, which is particularly nice to have a do over once in a while. Oh, especially on this plat, I I. I almost can't stand platformers anymore. I I hate those. I mean, Greg Crow, he loves those games where it's like, you know, you have to time each one of your jumps, you know, exactly right, and you have to be right at the edge when you make your jump, or you don't have enough power to get to the the little platform that you're trying to jump to and stuff like that. He he loves those type of things. I cannot stand them. I I hate them. Um, so, but for both of us, it's nice to have that crutch where, you know, even though Greg loves it, he'll still screw up, and it's nice for him to be able to go, oops, rewind, try again. <laughs> Make sure my toe's on the line this time when I push the jump Yeah, because <laughs> nobody wants to have that conversation with their game where they say, listen, if you do not let me pass this level, I'm going to wrap you in duct tape and use you as a Frisbee. <laughs> yeah, or at least never never play you again. Um, yeah, and, it, and a lot of it also comes back to where they put the save yeah. points. I mean, you know, if you fall to your death and it's like, oh, okay, I just have to replay the last half hour again, <laughs> then that's going to really suck. <laughs> yeah, or what save point? Yeah, what save point? Uh, you, you have to save yourself, and uh, you forgot to do it. <laughs> so, okay, well, cool. So, um, I guess for my for my fi- for my final question is, uh, Neil, since this is your this is kind of your show, since you you brought it up and everything. So, the final question is, um, do you like 
the the fact that the time element is is you know the time manipulation element is games uh and uh do you want to do you want to see more of it in the future or i mean because there's another thing they could do they could just design games with ais that aren't ridiculous and then leave the time element out of it (laughs) i mean i I wouldn't mind seeing a couple games with average ai but i do like the time element i do like time manipulation because it does have that cinematic feel to it that hollywood feel where you're running everything just slows down and you're just sending lead down range into somebody it just it has that adrenaline pumping effect while and i do enjoy it just as long as it's not a requirement as long as it's not the main focus of a, of a game you know what you just sounded like this is funny in the max Payne, i believe it was max Payne 2 i don't think it was the original it might have been the original it wasn't in three it was in either one or two you're walking along this uh, skyscraper and if you listen to these two enemies talk these two guys that you're about to fight um they're like talking to each other and the one guy's talking about bullet time to the other one and he's like you know in those movies like those hollywood movies where you can slow down where they slow down time and the bullets just kind of float in and he's like wow wouldn't it be so cool if you could do that in real life (laughs) (laughs) and the other guy's like yeah man that would be awesome and then of course you drop in a bullet time and waste them both but um but yeah that just sounded like that exact conversation so i think i think at least at least the developer that are doing Max Payne probably feel the same way you do, Neil. <laughs> well, at, at, at least I agree with somebody who's making games. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, well, uh, guys, uh, all our listeners out there, let us know what you think. Um, I'm sure we missed a couple games that have time manipulation in them. We didn't try to name them all, but um, let us know uh, what you think. The email address is ginlounge at gameindustry.com. We would love to hear from you. You can also hook up with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gameindustry. Uh, and our Twitter feed, our Twitter uh, handle is uh, ginlounge. Um, we're also on Google+. Plus. Um, but I don't know the really long string of numbers that Google makes you use. Uh, but if you go to GameIndustry.com, there is a button that will take you right to it. So enjoy. <laughs> Neil, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you again for having me. Oh, absolutely. I think we had a pretty good show. I'm not going to have to rewind time and, and ask you that final question again. Hope so not. I will just <laughs> I will just say thank you and good night, and I'll see you next time right here at the Gin Lounge. <laughs> Thank you.